0: Bob, Bob Bernie, Bernie Live. Live, looking at today's news
1: through a biblical worldview, and welcome back to Bob Bernie Live, and uh, welcome to all of our listeners in Washington D.C. listening to the Don Crow Show. Thank you for joining me. Well, in these last couple of segments, um, I want to I want to leave you today on an upbeat note. Uh, this is election day. People are bent out of shape, twist themselves into pretzels. Uh, tonight, as the results become apparent, although it may be a long time in some states before we really know what happened, uh, I mentioned it earlier in the program. In California, they're saying now it could be days, it could be weeks before they know the final outcome of the election. Really? That's where that's where we are. Anyway, as the results of the election are known, obviously there are going to be some very, very happy people. There are going to be some very, very sad people. There will probably be some angry people. Well, can I tell you from the authority of Scripture, the real future of America is not going to be determined by the results of this election. Now, I am not saying it's not important, because it is. Please understand that. I am not ignoring the importance of this election or other elections or the importance of the whole election system. I am certainly not diminishing the concern about the integrity of elections. And no matter who wins tonight, tomorrow with the House of Representatives and the Senate, somebody's going to say the election was stolen. Um, if Republicans gain the House, Democrats are going to say their election was stolen. If Democrats maintain control of the House and the Senate, Republicans are going to say the election was stolen. Well, I don't know whether it's stolen or not, but I know this. God is in control. Now, again, does that mean that we do not have personal responsibility? Of course not. But God already knows the outcome. And the real future of America is dependent upon the spiritual condition here in our country, not the political condition. And yes, they do impact each other. But I just want want to say this. If your party gains control... If the election goes the way you want it to go, well, wonderful. Rejoice. If it does not, the world has not come to an end and God is not surprised. I just want you to know that. Please keep your emotions in check. Keep your priorities right. And keep your focus Upon the God of the universe who has all things in control. Now, I wanted to share something with you today as we move towards the end of the program. Just how applicable Scripture is. How up-to-date the Bible is. I, I try to give my listeners evidence of this continuously. I say it all the time. I was raised in a in a church of a bunch of Missouri and Arkansas hillbillies in Southern California. No, that's, that's true. My church in Southern California in the Los Angeles area was made up primarily of Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Missouri transplants to California. And we didn't mind being called hillbillies at all. In fact, we kind of We kind of wore that with with pride. But my pastor, who was from Missouri, had a limited education formally, but had incredible knowledge of Scripture, used to say all the time, the Bible is more up to date than tomorrow morning's newspaper. And when I was young, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to that. But it stuck with me, and I have learned that that is absolutely true. And I come across examples of this continuously. Here is a Newsmax story from today. This is a current story and here is the headline. You ready for this? Science proves laughter really is the best medicine. Now, you've heard that phrase many, many times. Laughter is the best medicine. Well, do you know where that comes from? In fact, do you know where most of the common phrases that we use today come from? It comes from the Bible. No, seriously. Proverbs 17.22, written thousands of years ago, says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Can I read that to you again? This is Proverbs 1722, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. In other words, laughing, being merry, is like taking medicine. And so we have the phrase, laughter is the best medicine. That's from Scripture. That's interesting, this article begins with You will rarely hear a doctor say, get a good belly laugh and call me in the morning. But research shows that a giggle or two can help you lose weight, reduce stress, boost your immune system, and more. Now, where does this come from? Well, let me quote. According to the Journal of Neuroscience, laughter releases endorphins in the brain through certain receptors. This induces a state of euphoria similar to the reaction from addictive narcotic drugs, but without the side effects. Yeah. And then the story goes on for three pages, and it chronicles in purely scientific and neuroscience terms the benefits of a merry heart, some laughter, one of the doctors that uh, contributed to this study says this, quote, A good belly laugh also increases our number of immune cells and infection-fighting antibodies, adds Dr. Friedman. Uh, he holds a postdoctorate certification in neurology. And he's written a book, of course, uh, Funny Bones and uh, so on and so forth. Anyway. The uh, the article goes on and gives proof and evidence of the benefits of a merry heart, the benefits of some laughter. Now, the Bible does not say that we laugh at all things. That's not what Scripture says. But if we really can trust and believe our God— If we really understand that God is in control, then yes, even in some deep, dark times, we can have a merry heart. I don't have time to go into it because I'm coming up on a break, but there's a world of difference between happiness and joy. A merry heart, from a biblical perspective... Is not just laughing for no reason or making up laughter. It is understanding that our future is in the hands of God and not circumstances. Hold that thought, I'll be right back.
0: Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: And welcome back to Bobberty Live. Welcome to our listeners in Ohio. And welcome to our listeners in Washington, D.C. as well. We were talking about a new study that is featured in the Journal of Neuroscience talking about the positive benefits of laughter. And I have connected that with Proverbs 17.22, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. The whole thrust of this article is that laughter, merriment, if you will, that's the biblical term, is like a drug. It's like a medicine. In fact, it has some of the same benefits, quote, from addictive narcotic drugs, but without any of the the side effects. Now it goes on and gets very specific about what are the benefits specifically, physically, from laughter. Listen to this. And again, this is from the Journal of Neuroscience. Laughter mimics the effects of exercise. Research conducted by the University of Maryland Medical Center found that laughter is a great form of exercise and affects hormones in the same way that working out does. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've never been into running. I probably should be, but I never have. But it says that laughter increases the diameter of blood vessels in a similar way to when you run, jog, or do aerobic activity. The physical act of laughing the contracting of muscles and resulting biochemical reactions increase heart rate, help blood travel better to the muscles, and cause the same endorphin release as running. Eh, I like that. Second, it relaxes the body. A good hearty laugh relieves physical, attention, physical tension and stress, leaving the muscles relaxed for up to 45 minutes. Laughter protects the heart. Quote, laughter improves the function of blood vessels and increases blood flow, which can help protect you against a heart attack and other cardiovascular problems. I like this one. It dispels anger. Nothing diffuses anger and conflict faster than a shared laugh. And uh, then it helps you stay mentally healthy. Laughter makes you feel good uh positive feelings remain when you even even after the laughter subsides uh humor helps you to keep a positive optimistic outlook through difficult situations disappointments and loss i just found that to be a very interesting article and uh how that thousands of years ago before we had our current neuroscientists the the bible encouraged laughter And a a merry heart. And again, there are going to be a whole lot of people after the results of this election today who are not going to feel like laughing. Some Republicans, some Democrats. Hey, folks, lighten up. Well, Bob, are you saying that this election doesn't mean anything? It's not important? Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't say that. In fact, I said just the opposite. I just want you to know That however the election goes, today, tonight, or if it takes weeks to find out who really won, the world is not coming to an end. And most important, and this thing, the balance between the sovereignty of God and the free will and responsibility of man has always been a difficult thing to understand, and it continues to be. We have a personal responsibility to vote and be involved in the governmental uh, and election process. There's no doubt about that. But nothing surprises God. In the last presidential election, I know personally a number of Christians who went into the pits. I mean, the pits of depression because Donald Trump was not elected. I was not one of them. Now, did I vote for Joe Biden? No. Did I want him to be president? No. Was I concerned about the direction that he would take the country? Yes. Was my concern justified? Yes. But at no time did the God of the universe, after the last presidential election, at no time did God say, oh, boy, I didn't see that coming. Now what am I going to do? He already knew. It did not surprise him. And again, this balance between the sovereignty of God and the responsibility of man and the free will of man is in constant, not necessarily conflict, but it is a difficult thing to understand. But we always must remember that God is in control. So I know how I'm hoping and even praying that the election will turn out on a national level, but also on a local level. But if it doesn't go the way I want to, I am not going to be destroyed. I'm not even going to be distraught. Am I going to be disappointed? Yes. But I'm not going to lose hope, and I'm certainly not going to lose faith. Folks, make sure that your priorities are right. At the beginning of my program every day, and I've been using this same opening now for many years, this is not verbatim, even though I recorded it a long time ago. I simply say the future of America is not wrapped up in the next election The future of America is not dependent upon the person in the White House or the people in the halls of Congress. The future of America is dependent upon what happens in the pews and the pulpits. Well, we don't have many pews anymore. The chairs and the pulpits of America. And I really, really do believe that. During the election cycle, every two years, four years, I am amazed at how unbalanced some Christians are. Through the rest of the year, they are very nonchalant about their activity in their church, telling people about Jesus, getting involved in discipleship, sharing Christ. They love God. They go to church, maybe, unless, of course, the weather is bad or they have a slight cold or they're not feeling right. Sure, they love God, but let's not get fanatical about it. Those very same people, I watch them during the election cycle. They become absolutely obsessed with their chosen political candidate or candidates. And they're going door to door. They're knocking on doors. They're putting yard signs in their yard and everybody else's yard. They're campaigning, and they're giving, and they're donating, and they become absolutely obsessed with the political process. And the very same people had almost no enthusiasm about their local church. I would suggest to you that those people have their priorities terribly, terribly wrong. We've seen it in this election cycle, and we will see it in every election cycle in the future because some Christians are convinced that elections are more important than the spiritual temperature of America. I hope you are not in that camp. So, folks... We will. Uh, we'll know more by tomorrow morning, probably. In some states, maybe not. Take heart. A merry heart doeth good, like a medicine. And whatever the case, remember God is in control. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. And wherever you go, please remember whose you are.
0: Listen. Listen. Think. Think. think discern. Discern